When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, let's get right to it. Danny Diblo, my homer. He did a response video to Mitch about all that stuff, about what was happening, what was being said. And I'm the first one that's going to tell you, thanks a lot, Danny. It meant a lot to me, the words that you said. You also had a question that I'm going to address as well. I addressed this question about a year and a half ago, but I'll do it again now because there's a lot of new uh, listeners, a lot of new subscribers over here on Insane Throttle. So it's good to go ahead and refresh that uh, question a little bit. But first, I want to say there is no hard feelings with Insane Throttle with anybody. I get how the program works here. I've been doing the YouTube portion of this since 2017. So I know there's going to be haters. I know there's going to be drama. And I don't hold that personally. That's just the way I am. I really don't care about it. Everybody deserves an opinion that they want to put out there. Do it. Go for it. I don't care if you're a hater, you're a lover, all that kind of stuff. Say what you have to say. And that's the way it goes with me. That's why I try to put both sides of the story out when I do something in my opinions or editorials or replying to a news article. With that being said, I never wanted to be considered CNN or Fox News or ABC where they're always in a corner pushing a position that's not theirs to push. They're there to put the facts out only. So you got your liberal networks, you got your conservative networks, and they're always pushing that vo viewpoint. There's never anything down the middle. And it was for that reason about a year and a half ago, and this is the answer to Danny's question, and maybe, hey, you all have the same uh, question in your mind. About a year and a half ago, I saw that I was being biased when it came to certain motorcycle clubs. And I said, I'm not serving my audience correctly. I'm not serving them the way I should by being biased anytime a story came out against the outlaws. Let's, you know, that's a big elephant in the room. You know, everybody says you don't cover much of the outlaws and stuff like that. And that's correct. And there's actually two reasons for that. The first reason is they're really not in the newspaper at all. They're not on the media wires. And when they are, I said to myself, my Black Dragon, I said, he does biker news. Let him cover it in his own words. That way there isn't a bias in the, the reporting. This was a year and a half ago that I said this on a show. And I have kept to that pretty much. Now, I have covered certain stories where I know it's downright crap what the newspaper's putting out there. And why do I know that? 
because a long time ago I was associated with the Pistons and the Outlaws, and I know that the stuff that they were putting in them articles were straight up BS. And that's like they do to a lot of clubs. They put up straight BS in their stories. But I knew in particular that with, and I'm not speaking for anybody, I'm just telling you my experiences, was they wouldn't put up with that kind of mess. If somebody, for example, when I was around, and I've said this before, if you were caught doing any dirt whatsoever, anything that could bring anything back to the club, you were immediately thrown out of the club. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. You knew the rules. Don't go out on the street doing dirt because you're going to do nothing but bring the feds to our front doorstep. So when I see these news stories, I know right away it's BS because I know that that was the rule when I was around. You didn't do it. Because, let's face it, the feds, ATF, all of them always have a hard-on for the club. So why would they want somebody around that's going to bring all the heat on them? But that aside, I had to make it where Insane Throttle was down the middle. Am I perfect? No. Am I still perfect? No. Am I still doing it? No. Because it is kind of like a type rope where you got to walk straight ahead and try not to fall to either side. But hey, it's human nature that you're going to have some bias in you. So hopefully that answers your question, Danny. Now, as far as Danny is concerned, I do want to put it out there, this. I see, you know, I'm off of TikTok now. I can't stand TikTok. Every time you put a video up there, they take it off and, you know, claim that it's this or that. You're going against this community policy, plus you're Chinese owned. So I don't want to have nothing to do with you anymore. I'll use Instagram and what I'm using on my other platforms, Facebook, all that stuff, even though they're not that much better. But I have heard the, the rumblings about Danny. And what I can tell you is this, that he was around the Pistons chapters. He was around AOA chapters for a long time. A long time. And he does have a good reputation. He is not blowing smoke up your butt. Now, admittedly, he went a different way that I would have never went, but he went where he felt there was brotherhood. But I do know he was hanging around us. And he was stand up. He was always there if you needed him. So for the haters out there that continue to say this or that against Danny, you really do not know what you're talking about. You don't know nothing. That's why, like I always say, you can assume stuff about us creators, but the fact is you really don't know. 
because you're only hearing and seeing what we give you on the content. You don't know anything in the background of what's going on. It's funny, there's some people that have uh, gone out and said, yeah, I verified this or I verified that. And it's like, really? You, you really think we're stupid enough to believe that just somebody off the internet can go to a major club to where they need to go and find out information about something? We're not stupid. We don't play the internet game. Maybe that's why... Myself and Danny are one of the most hated because we're Chi-Town guys and we just don't believe in the BS. We don't believe in playing around with you. We're not going to sit here and get into a back and forth with you. Because we do know. We do know that there's certain things you got to do to give information and it sure the hell ain't coming off the internet. But it kind of sucks because I do see people blasting Danny. You know, he's not the most polished. I'm not the most polished. But at the same time, I do know where he has been. Especially when he hung around all of us guys. His best friend was my former boss. Somebody I love dearly. And he knows what the hell's going on out there. Where you guys don't. Sorry. So for you to blast them, you blast them out of ignorance because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. You really don't. But going back to the question, I hope that puts out in perspective the way I look at things. I don't want to be compared to a propaganda this or a propaganda machine that. If a story comes out and my old club is in the newspaper or one that I supported, it isn't right for me to present that. Especially if I'm going to be extremely biased. And I'm going to be extremely biased. I've said that a million times. Why do you think I don't cover it? If it's something where something was done stupid? Yeah. I'm going to try freaking uh, not being biased, but it's going to happen. So it was better for Black Dragon to cover that kind of stuff. And that's the way it's been for a year and a half now. It's up to you to make your decision and stuff, what you feel and all that good stuff. But uh, anyway, don't forget, we're going to go over to uh, the live show right now. Uh, the link is in the description or they'll take you over there right away. Don't forget Insane Wheels, man. That's our new channel. Monday and Thursdays, 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. It's nothing but motorcycles, motorcycle life. No club stuff whatsoever is even mentioned over on that channel. So go check it out. We'll be right back. As defined in the American Heritage Dictionary, second college edition, the noun rock is defined as a relatively hard, naturally occurring material of mineral origin. A naturally formed mineral rock. That's not rock. Play with the devil, die with the devil. Now, back to good, wholesome, politically correct entertainment.
Yeah, I don't know what happened there. I, I was hooking my mic up, so I don't know if yeah, maybe that caused an issue. I have no idea. Right. Well, we were talking about that and her experience uh, with the adjustment that the kids uh, have to have. You know, she had a lot right. of resentment towards her, and yeah, hopefully the adjustment period for you is a lot better. But she sounds like a good woman, man, especially if she has to put up with your ass. <laughs> dude me and her dude like i don't know man you know we we get along on a, on a whole different level like i've never connected with a woman so hard man like me and her we laugh we make fun of each other we understand each other like we, we just we're real passionate with each other man it's, it's really cool well the passion is what's gonna drive it 
you said you yeah. mentioned her, uh, you met her when you were in the club. How was that transformation for you, meeting her in the club and then saying, you know what? I'm going to spend time with me. I'm going to spend time with my girl, my family. And how much happier you've been by doing that? Um, so <laughs> our story's a little, um, I mean, why wouldn't it be gangster? Right. Right. Um, we met, she was working at a bar and she's actually with a guy and, um, I don't know, you know, it was one of those situations where I had somebody, she had somebody and we started talking and we just, we just felt that vibe, that connection, you know? So we started talking and, you know, nothing ever really happened, but we're talking and get to know each other. And that was the process we went through when I was in the club. And then I quit talking to her for about, I don't know, a good six, seven, eight months. I quit talking to her for a while because I just needed to get my head on straight. So then when we ran back into each other and started talking again, I was out of the club. And um, then we got together and a few months ago, I was uh, kind of experiencing that feeling of maybe wanting to go back to the club. And then I sat down and I talked to her and she's like, you know, I support you 100%, baby, whatever you want to do. And I just looked at her and I'm like, you know what, man? I'm like, I'm really happy with you. Our relationship is strong as hell. Um, I actually really love having your kids around. And, um, you know, I'm experiencing a lot of things that I've never experienced in my life. And it's, and it's cool, you know? So I thought about it and I was like, you know what, man? I want to do something different with my life. I want to actually be happy. So since then, I've been feeling great. You know, I love every day. I have fun with her. You know, we have fun with the kids and go do stuff. And, you know, it might not be my family, but the family life I've been living has been really awesome, man. It is awesome to hear that. What do you think, China? It's about time, dude. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm not trying to be mean. It's about time that you found someone that makes you that happy. And that, I, I agree, you know, I, I definitely agree, and I appreciate that. You know, I mean, I was with somebody, you know, it's not like I've been single for a long time. You know, I was with somebody for eight years, and and that was, uh, you know, almost a complete waste of my time. And then I was single for, I don't know, what, about a year and a half, maybe, something like that, guys. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, here I am now, so. Well, you know, Chase, you know, our smart-ass uh, supporter over here and over by you, he said, wait, did he say he was with one woman once? So what did he date before that woman? You got to love Chase. You got to love Chase, man. So, so I, I, I've only been with one woman in my life, and that's the woman I'm with now. The rest were just chicks. <laughs> you know what? That is a very damn good point right there. <laughs> A lot of us <laughs> are with women, and until you find that right one, you are with chicks. You know, that's just like China. Yeah. You know, I found my woman. Our, you know, you probably found your ride or die, hopefully. And yeah. once you find them, you don't want to let them go, even though you want to punch them into the throat half the time. Uh, oh, stop. <laughs> he hasn't gotten to that point yet. They're not together long enough yet. <laughs> Give it time. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, we're, we're still 
We're, we're still in a newlywed thing, man. We're, they're we're in still the hot. They're love in Tulao and shit. They're they're totally in the uh, honeymoon phase. Well, that's yep. uh, that's yep. something, you know. As time goes on, do you see yourself as saying, "Hey, let's get hitched"? Uh oh. Uh yeah, absolutely. Well, there you, that's badass right there. Then. I mean, this, let's put it to you this way, man. You know, I've heard people say it a million times. We all have. You know, when you find the right woman, that woman will make you want to do things that you didn't really care about doing. That's where I'm at now. You know, she's got me focusing on my career. She's got me focusing on, you know, getting a job, bettering my life, um, getting a bigger house for us. We plan on moving somewhere that's uh, warm all year round and hopefully four or five years um, when the kids are a little older. I mean, like. There's already goals set in place, man, and and that's awesome. You know. Well, you need to start thinking about moving by Red down in Texas, man. You know what? I love the. Actually, he's in Vegas. Oh, he's in Vegas now. Holy yeah. shit, yeah, man! All right, I gotta bust Danny's balls right here. You know, Red. how do you like her Go feet? Ahead. Does she got nice feet? She's got awesome feet. <laughs> so cute. I'm just saying, you know, you, you know what? That thing with feet. And, and you know what? She doesn't think it's weird that I want to mess with them and play with them. That's the awesome part. There you go. He does the same thing I do. I I like uh, a nice, you know, pair of feet, long as they're manicured yeah. and all that kind of stuff. But I can't believe. Oh man, her feet are so soft and they're small, so they're like cute and adorable. Oh, I love them. <laughs> See, I I had to do it. I can't believe Red went to Vegas, man. Holy that cow, dude! You know what? Me. Every time he was going to Texas, I asked him, and he's like. Dude, he's like, brother, every time I started to go to Texas, whatever could go wrong would go wrong. A tire would blow, the trailer would fall off the hitch, the, the trailer would get messed up. Like He's like, every time I tried to go to Texas, everything was telling me, don't go. So finally, he just made a, a split decision and said, screw it, I'm going to Vegas by my mom. Hell so yeah, man. That's where, that's where he's at now. So basically, he was having the same problem as the sportster, uh, the chopper, that was breaking down all the time. <laughs> yep. I'm telling you Pretty what, much. man, that damn chopper, you know what? It would run a couple days and boom, break down again. Remember yep. that? Yeah, yep. every time. Every oh my God. time it would break down. So, uh, Ch so Chase says everything's bigger in Texas, just not us Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at least he's honest, totally. <laughs> so you're finally coming back on YouTube, huh? Yeah, I made a quick appearance again. Um, you know, what happened was I, I came back to YouTube. I did that one show about the one percenter women that I'm still, like, in shock over. And then um, yeah, after that, I lost my voice. So, like, I got sick, and I lost my voice for about a month. And it just never really came back. Like, I just, I don't know, man. Right. Well, that 1% woman thing, I never thought I'd ever fucking see. Uh, you know what, man? It doesn't surprise me, but at the same time, it does. Because I'm like, what 1% club would actually sponsor that BS? And, and ladies, I'm sorry, women. You know, I love y'all. I support y'all. I'm not about hating on y'all and saying you don't belong in the MC world because you totally do. You play a huge part in the MC world, but wearing a diamond is just like, nah, bro. Nah, man, that's, that's just not right in my book. At least you give them credit about going and uh, 
you know, being in a club, me, I still can't get over to, you know, it's still to me, it's like you, you a property patch, man. That's what I think. Uh, it's hard. You to know what, though? That. See, I'm, I'm completely against property patches. Well, do tell. I, I don't, uh, I, I just don't believe in it. You know, when I was in the club, my lady was never on my bike, bro. Never. When I got my colors on, you don't belong on the bike because if something goes down, you're just another person I got to worry about, you know? Well, you're damn right, man. Well, you're around, man. And that's what people don't understand. That kind of got me pissed in the first segment is you were around 10, uh, 12 years or something with us. And yeah. you get all these people that talk and they don't know. <coughs> oh, yeah. And it, 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 you know what? I let them talk, though, man. I, I let people talk. You know, I get the haters on TikTok and on YouTube. I, I let them talk that BS because they don't know. And and you know what? I've I've noticed like when I'm out and about, I'll see somebody, and it's some guy. Like they look at me and they just have that look like, "Hey, that's that guy," you know, or they know you, but right. they don't walk up to you. They don't say nothing. They kind of you know don't make eye contact with you. You know that's a hater, <laughs> you know right? Saying? That's a guy. That's a guy that's had something to say on 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 the internet. You know, some tough guy speech, but now he sees you in person and he's like, "Oh, you're a little bigger in person." Uh huh. Exactly. Why is it the shy town guys are the ones that are hated, man? I think it's because we don't take you know bullshit. You know what? It's always been that way, to bro. I think it's been like that before we're even born, man. <laughs> people. People hate Chicago because we've always been the most gangster ass city in the in the in the country. Right. Oh, you got that damn right. You know. Well, that's just like yeah, I, that's what I, it is, man. I mean, you know, all the all the real all the real people have always come from Chicago. So, I, I feel like a lot of places hate on, on Chicago because of that because they know they probably couldn't make it in Chicago. <laughs> well, you, <laughs> you know, know what? I was once told by my mother. If you can make it in Chicago, you can make it anywhere. I remember my ma saying that. That's man, she's completely right. It, that's one hundred percent fact. <laughs> yeah, if you can make it here, you to make it anywhere. Uh, but what was funny is the Very other true. going down that same line. The other day, I mentioned in a video that the ninety nine percent. I think it was uh, with that Leo bullshit uh, with the alliance. And they said they were part of the 99 percenters. And I was like, you know what? That's an internet thing. <laughs> As, there's only yep. one club to us in the Midwest that are 99%. And yep. they're the DC Eagles. And they, oh, wear, yes, the, they wear the patch 99% no fucking good out of uh, Chicago. Yep. And they expanded. And there's some hardcore fucking boys, man. So it was oh, yeah. like, yeah, I partied with them guys a lot, actually. Right. And it was like, everybody came after me. Well, that's BS. You know, this is a 99%. That is, I was like, you know what? It started on the internet, man. That's not, it, the, it started not too long ago either. Right. It just last couple of years. And yeah, I, the same I, thing with, you know, same thing with the, well, it's an outlaw motorcycle club. But I, I think the Outlaw Motorcycle Club term, um, I think that derived from, from like another coast, like East Coast or West Coast or something. Because like we all know here in the West Coast, if one of these clubs were to say, yeah, man, we're an Outlaw MC, 
um, we both know what would happen to them. Oh, know? they <laughs> get, they get beat down, uh, and that's a lot of <laughs> yeah. you know a lot of things that people don't understand is it is regional, and you talk about this. If you say yeah. you're an outlaw motorcycle club here in Illinois or Wisconsin, you're getting a freaking dotted eye because there's and only Indiana one. Too. Yeah, there's only one here, and that's yeah. the dominant here. You don't say, "Hey, I'm in an outlaw motorcycle." Yeah. What are you stupid? You're in a three piece. Yeah. <laughs> and to and you know, and to me, man, you know, I'm old school. You know, you you're either a one percenter or you're or you're not. Right. There's no in between. There's no. Well, we're kind of the same, but no, no, you're not. You you either have a diamond on your chest or you don't. Right. Plain well, and simple. Mike, uh, that you know what? That's actually what they're called here is mom and pop clubs. That's what we call them. Yep. You got the Fagawis yep. here. You got Brothers MC here. Uh, hell, you got two hundred freaking clubs in Chicago. I'll but, tell you, I'll tell you what, man. I don't know how much you know about the brothers, uh, and they're awesome dudes. Shout out to the brothers MC. They're hardcore, um, man. Those those guys aren't exactly a mom and pop club, man. They're pretty freaking big. <laughs> yeah, they're big as hell. And you know what? They wear the one piece patch, but they're hardcore. You know, they come back. I think yep. they started in the late sixties uh, or early seventies. Yep, they started a long time ago, and they've never bowed to anybody either. Hell no, they don't bow to anybody, man. You remember old no. boy, uh, he passed away, but uh, he had the flames on his head, uh, shorty. He used to drink piss. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you remember him? I, I don't know if I, I remember a guy with flames on his head, though. Yeah, man, he used to get drunk. I do remember spit. a guy. <laughs> oh god crazy dude crazy. it is and That's it's nasty. funny when i talk to black dragon he argues like hell with me about this 99 percent stuff i was like well you know what this is what i've noticed about black dragon I, and i'm not talking about this and i love you dragon but i think dragon likes to hold on to that because I don't know, man. He's always had this fixation with being a one percenter, I think, deep down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. right. So he wants that 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 you know that name. You know what I'm saying? That's the only thing I can think of because or or you know what? It's it, like like we've all said, it might be a regional thing. Maybe that's a thing down south or you know, out that way, you know what I mean? But you know, here in the Midwest, yeah, you're right. There ain't we I've never even heard the term ninety nine percent or 99 percenter until i i like went on tiktok and youtube and stuff you know well that's where it came from i wonder if dragon's the one who started that <laughs> i was just gonna say <laughs> sure i'm gonna it ask him been. that it might have been dragon you started this <laughs> shit <laughs> did you start the 99 percenters <laughs> i dare you <laughs> and here's the thing too you know what people don't get especially the 99 percenters bro if you call yourself a 99 percenter you better never go into a one percenter clubhouse and call yourself a 99 percenter well not around here man because <laughs> <laughs> you're you're gonna get you're gonna get escorted out politely or non-politely but you're definitely gonna get a talking to real quick man people don't play with that percentage man <laughs> <laughs> Mike uh, Ball, you know Mikey. Uh, yeah, 
he he just said it right now. I totally think Black Dragon coined the phrase "99 percenter" is no joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was Black I Dragon. Him. I believe him. <laughs> you know, I gotta I gotta say, since Mikey's listening, man, you know that dude is just the most positive guy I have ever encountered, man. He's such an awesome character, dude. I much respect you, Mike. Oh, he is with the shit he went through and to have the positivity that he has. It, it's I mean, yeah, unreal. you know, just that alone is amazing. But he's he's just every day, he's just such a positive influence on the world. You know, like one way or another. You know, right. I, I just I, I got so much respect for him, man. He he gives me a new outlook on life sometimes. Well, you're damn right, he does. He man. said, he, "Massive love, brother Danny." There you go, right, right there, on, brother. Man. Right on. And that's one thing that I've been liking is how a lot of us creators, not all of us, have been really getting together and backing everybody in our niche because it should be yeah it should be you know we got a you know good relationships with uh most of the creators out there except these fucking cop ones i can't i still can't believe about the cop creators talking about how to join a club but uh especially what's his name fingers yeah yeah fingers <laughs> the dude Fucking that uh, yeah the dude that uh, said he went into a bar and beat up a one percenter and showed all these bruises come to find out it was the other <laughs> way around he got his ass mauled <laughs> by a, yeah by a club so what, what's funny is i heard i got a phone call about that about he got caught in the bar finally and they smashed his ass and then I think it was like two months later, I stumbled across one of his videos and he was talking about that. And I couldn't help but comment. I'm like, that's kind of funny, homie. I heard, I heard another way around, but whatever yeah. makes you feel better for YouTube clout. Everybody on the street knew about it, man. He just got stomped. <laughs> he's, you know what? Actually, he's lucky they didn't kill him, man, for what he did. And, uh, they, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i don't want to go too far on speaking on that part but yeah, yeah. right <laughs> <laughs> i'm but, just gonna say yep <laughs> but we do have a good you know everybody you know the one creator that i'm really hoping to see succeed and to really take it to the next level is sos you know because i kind of see sos as right. rep- representing our niche and he's doing well, he definitely is man he's doing so good for himself <laughs> where it's like damn man one of us are gonna finally make it one of us you know dirty right. dogs or greasy bikers are finally gonna make it to where right we're represented and right yeah. now you know what there's this one uh fast line or fast lane tv that is using all using him on the thumbnails and stuff like that. I messaged him this morning, but there's going we have to stick together in our niche, right? So no it, doubt. it was cool as hell that you came out and did what you did for me, and you know the whole nine yards. You, you know, know what, man? You know, I would I would probably do that for just about anybody, depending on the situation, but. My biggest thing was, and you know, and I'm not here to disrespect uh, whatever that goofball's name is, uh, Smiley, uh, Mitch Smiley. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not here to talk bad about him or disrespect him. You know, the brother did 38 years in the joint. That's that's 
that's no joke. You know, he's a real ass dude. But my biggest thing was, is I'm really tired of everybody in general that thinks that they can talk shit about people that have been in the MC world when they haven't. Mm. I'm not talking about being friends of a club or, you know, everybody's got a friend, man. I don't care if you're friends with a couple of one percenters or maybe you were in a joint with a couple of them. Hey, that's cool, man. But here in reality, if you didn't hold colors and hold a diamond on your chest, you shouldn't be speaking about it. Right. You, you know, right. and I just, I got a real kick out of them. Like kind of like trying to attack you when it's like, yo, wait a minute. This is a real dude that was in a real club. Who the hell are you? You, you, okay. You did 30 years in the joint. Big deal. We're not, we're not in prison. So all that status you thought you had in the joint don't mean shit out here. Right. You know, and it's just, you know, it just gets on my nerves when I, when I hear about people doing that, you know, and, my, and what really kind of set me off was when he kind of attacked the whole part of you being epileptic and stuff that, that actually kind of pissed me off. Well, what a lot of people don't understand about that. There's new meds out there that can help control it and stuff. Uh, yeah. And it takes time to get to that point too. You know, doctor visits and the hospitals years and for it, it took me uh, <laughs> a, thousand, yeah, a thousand different freaking pills and all that crap. Right. But you know, one thing I'm going to put out there, uh, you know, when Danny's speaking about the 38 years in prison, good for you. But at the same time, I came back at him and said, that's really nothing to be uh, proud of right there. Because actually, right. I was going through a nervous breakdown. I think it was a week ago. And I got a hold of Danny. And he kind of talked me out of it. Because I was, I was having a nervous breakdown about my kid being in the joint. What he was doing in the joint. And right. Danny calmed me down with it, you know, because my damn kid, he won't stop. You know what I mean? He's violent right. and stuff like that in the joint. And it's really going uh, bad for him. And, you know, like Danny said, it's time, to, you know, to let go of support. But you can't really do nothing. But Danny's the one who got me out of the, I was trying I was having a nervous breakdown. You know, because of what's going. You know what I've been going through with him. Oh yeah, it's been hell. Right. So I do. You know, that's a, a real brother right there. That's going to be with you when you're going through a breakdown right. like that. And well, that's what it's about, man. You know, mm. you, you got to be there for each other. You know, and I, you know, I've always been big on brotherhood, and and that's before the MC world even. You know, if if your friend is going through some shit and you can add some kind of um, advice or help to that person to make them at least feel at ease with what's going on, mm. why wouldn't you, you know? Right. And especially after the latest incident where he lost control in his cell and just put a, you know, a TV through somebody's head. I was <clears> like, yeah. It ain't going, you know what? And Well, that was stupid. Now you can't watch TV, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's in seg right now. But you helped me face the fact that the way he's going, who he's with, he probably ain't ever getting yeah. out anymore. You know? You know, unfortunately not, man. Like I, like I told you, dude, I've, I've, you know, I wasn't in the joint a long time. I've never acted like I have. But I was in the joint. And there was a couple guys that I saw right there 
and I got brothers of mine from the old gangbanger days that, you know, they went in for, you know, a B and E They only had like a year to do and they ended up catching a murder beef while they were inside and now they're never coming home. Right. You know, I mean, it, I, it happens every day, you know? Right. Exactly. But it's sad. But. Well, you know, What's some last words from you, man? Uh, today's show, we're going to be talking about habits of a highly miserable people. Uh, but <laughs> you got any, uh, you know, last words on something like that? Um, You know, my last words are going to be, don't talk shit to people because you never know who you're talking to. You got that right. <laughs> and... Don't talk out of your lane. Stay in your lane. If you haven't experienced this situation completely, wholeheartedly and full, then don't talk about somebody else's situation in that world, you know? Right. Well, that's one thing these people don't understand is we present you what we want to present you. You do not know us personally. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, man. That's, that's the biggest part that, that people don't understand. It's, it's like I said, you know, I know I run into haters on the street and they never approach me. They never have that same energy because of the way I move, you, you know, you know how I move. I still move like I'm in a club mm -hmm. and I've always got a couple people with me that are about that life too. And they see that and they, and they don't have nothing to say suddenly, you know? And it's like, like I said, man, you know, if you ain't about that life, then don't talk about it, man. Just, Stay in your lane. Exactly. So when's your next video coming out, man? Um, I was thinking about actually recording one tonight about a podcast that I watched. And uh, I'm hoping to air that next week. We'll, we'll see, though. We'll see if I get it done. That's what you should be doing, man. Responses, response videos get on their nuts. That's what I'm going to start doing. You know, I, I'm trying to get away from the whole MC life stuff. Um, I'm going to do some more stories about my life. People seem to really enjoy them. Mm. Um, and I'm also going to basically attack these fake-ass creators out here, man. There you go. <laughs> I think it's time somebody starts going after them. Well, you, know, I, you want clout? I'll give it to you. Right. Well, I think, you know what, I talked to you and Dragon... I, I was like, you know what? Give it six months. Uh, give it a year for my other channel to really get going. And after 11 years of doing biker news, it's kind of time to bring that to an end at the end of the year. Right. Just concentrate on something I really love doing, and that's talking motorcycles, man. You know, and that's it, man. You know, I just see my thing is is no matter what, you know. Yeah, I'm happy with my little new adopted family and my woman and all that. And I want to live that family life, but I'm always, always going to fight that struggle inside of wanting to be around the, the brothers and stuff. Mm. And the more I'm going to talk about it, the more I'm going to want to get back involved around it, you know? And so I'd rather just out of sight, out of mind kind of thing, you know? Right. Rock on, man. Well, I appreciate having you. And I'm on, also going to be doing impressions of creators too, everyone. Dude, you fucking I'm, nailed I'm gonna... Black Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> he was so dead over there. Dude, I called him up after that. And he's like, dude, 
I hate you right now. He's like, I can't stand you. He's like, that was dead on too. And I'm like, ah, I'm just saying. <laughs> now, now you know what we see when we try to watch your show, which is stupid ass dog barking. Right. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> was yeah, I'm going to do some more impressions of Black Dragon. I'm going to do some impressions of you. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, my homie, but I'm going to do some impressions of you too. That works. I, I, I love a comedy show, man. You know, that's, yeah, it's just gonna be a fun though, yeah. right? <laughs> All right, man, I'm gonna let you go get you uh, moving on, man. You have a good one today, All right, man. All right, bud. You guys have a good show later, China. Bye. And that was <laughs> Danny Delo right there. I was, you, you know, you didn't know that the other day. I was, I was breaking down because what happened with him, and then I got uh, a call from an advocate. And they told me straight up that they're looking to send him to a supermax because he was valid validated as a gang member and what he's doing in there. And you know how he is, you, you know, you seen it as he was growing up and when he was around. Yeah. One yeah. thing I, you know, one thing I was happy about was his, protectiveness especially with you he was really protective of you and but he would just take it too far oh yeah he he's one that uh when his temper's going and he's in that 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 mode mm. he doesn't stop no uh -uh. he doesn't know that that turn that off switch yeah slow down you know. uh, Tams, Mike, he's in uh, Illinois. St he's in uh, state right now in a max, but Tams is the super max here. Uh, but yeah, Danny talked me down on that one because I was fucking freaking. So anyway. Oh, wait. Hey, Nitro. Happy birthday. Oh, it's Nitro's you. birthday. He's 58 today. Boo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's going to be funny seeing. I'm telling you, he nailed Black Dragon's impression. I'm gonna, I got to watch that. I it that was one. some funny shit. I watch all Danny's stuff, but I, I the past like couple weeks, I haven't seen. I haven't been watching like anybody's stuff, really. Right. So I got to get caught up. Well, we got, uh, let's talk about uh, miserable people here. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of them, you know, and tomorrow we'll uh, be back on track with the news and stuff like that because <laughs> China and everybody else really likes your stuff. But, you know, before we go on there, let me talk about this. What? When we talk about this. I. Because people just first heard what my plan is. You know, it was 2023. Yeah. And I wanted to come up with a direction for Insane Throttle. And I sat back and I said to myself, give it six months, give it a year to the other channel, Insane Wheels gets going, and then I can cut the biker news from it and make that an inter interview-only channel about the lifestyle. I think after 11-plus years, because I started in 2011 with HarleyLiberty.com, then I went to the podcast which the podcast I never dreamed that would get as big as it did. And 
a lot of people don't understand YouTube's not even my main platform. It's Spotify, Audacity, all that kind of stuff. And I said to myself, you know what? I really love talking about motorcycles. I really love talking about rallies. I like moto vlogging. So I said to myself, let's get that channel going. You know, do the biker news until I can get that going. And make the switch to a full-on interview channel. Okay, so in other words, by the new year, uh, you're you're gonna of be of 2024. Yeah, you're gonna say goodbye to biker news. Let others take on the mantle. You know, Black Dragon does it. We'll still have Harley or HarleyLiberty.com, but you got to be somewhere where you're happy. Well, yeah, hundred percent. You know, I love helping the clubs out with the media and stuff like that. But at the same time, doing it so long, it kills your style. And if you're going over to Insane Wheels with the Z, by the way, you'll see just how much fun I have over there. You know, today I'm going to be talking about the 2023 uh, Harley lineup. And it's a dud, if you ask me. But that's the kind of shit I like doing. <laughs> Road rage. China not only watches videos of old guys trying to climb through vans and garages so they don't have to open the garage door and go outside in the cold. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> that was one of his TikToks. I so was dying. With that, let's talk about miserable people. You know, and I'm glad that Mike Ball <laughs> is in the chat room right now. Because like Danny said, I say, you say, and everybody who's ever met him says he's extremely positive. And I enjoy talking to him because he brings that positivity to the conversation uh -huh. and it brightens up your day. Oh, yeah. Where a lot of people have to deal with miserable people. Straight up misery. And it puts a black cloud over you. And then at some point, you have to say to yourself, screw this person. You're doing nothing but bringing me down. I don't want nothing to do with you. Mm -hmm. You've experienced it a lot the last year. Yeah. And I am happy to see that you're finally saying enough is enough. Because if you surround yourself with miserable people, then you're going to be miserable. You're going to be miserable yourself. But if you can find that person like a Mike Ball, they actually challenge you to do better in life. Mm -hmm. They actually Everybody needs you. a Mike Ball. They do. Well, I mean, I actually had somebody reach out to me yesterday uh, while I was sitting on my butt doing nothing, which just seems to be my thing now because of my, my knee. Right. And uh, he reached out because he was one that we put him in contact with Mike Ball because he's a recent amputee. Right. And, and you talk to him all the time. And I, yeah, I talk to him all the time and he reached out to me yesterday because he's so excited that he's finally going to get a prosthetic mm -hmm. for his foot right. that was amputated. And he was actually um, very hesitant about getting it. But since he's had conversation with Mike, he's like so ecstatic that he's going to get one. <laughs> and hopefully he'll be riding again. That's his goal. 
and you have to have goals. And when there's people around you that have no goals in life, have no wants in life, it's kind of hard to keep yourself moving forward. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think I got the one and done rule. For one, if I don't trust you, I'm not going to be around you. For two, if I even get a hint of bullshit, I'm not going to be around you. And three, if you're miserable, I sure to hell don't want to be around you. Because as they say, life is short. I don't want to waste a minute, two minutes of my life dealing with your bullshit. Where you had a harder time overcoming that kind of stuff. Well, yeah, because I always gave everybody second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth chances, mm -hmm. you know, to be in my life. And I have finally come to the conclusion that uh, I'm not going to. Thanks, Mike. I'm not going to screw up my life over somebody else's misery. Mm -hmm. And because all that's doing is dragging me down. And I'm tired of being put in that situation. See you, bro. So I just said, you know what? Enough is enough. I, I'm i done. Uh, you don't get any more chances. I kind of came to the conclusion I'm going to just be doing like Hollywood and you get that one chance and you screw it up, you're done. Because mm -hmm. I can't, I can't keep dealing with negativity. Well, it destroys your health. It does, and it's like I already got, I already got mental health issues to begin with, and I don't need them making. If if they're gonna get worse, they need to be worse on my own problems, not on somebody else's. Well, another thing you got to understand: if they're gonna talk shit, they're gonna talk shit. That's the way it works. Well, you know, let them keep talking. I don't even care. Well, that's the thing: they keep talking shit, and all they do is make themselves look stupid. Exactly, because those that are talking shit don't know your full story, so they're just gonna make up stuff mm -hmm. to make themselves try and look better. But technically, you're not looking better. You're looking even more stupid. Mm -hmm. What's one of the? Because this is gonna be a two part show on. Uh, miserable people yeah let's talk about a trait that people can try to i don't know what to say spot one of these people. well these are habits of highly miserable people okay and obviously we all know miserable people are basically completely unhappy and uncomfortable with just about anything and the first thing they say is never they never are thankful for anything like being grateful and thankful for anything it, it, in a highly miserable person's life is a big no. Mm -hmm. You know, when a person shows gratitude, they should do it from a point of view of happiness. And they're usually 10 times more likely to be thankful for things already that they have and things that they don't. But a miserable person avoids to express any gratitude at all costs because it goes against what they believe. They think they're counting their blessing that counting their blessings is a waste of time. Do you believe that? Yeah, I do. Because you know, there's a lot of people out there that if you if you do things for people and you try and help people out, it, they don't they're not grateful for what you're doing for them or they get upset that you do help other people. You know, or yeah, exactly. Or when you do help other people out, they're like, you know, they're negative Nancy's and they're all like, well, why are you helping them? What did they do for you? Mm. You know, I'm sorry, but I do help people out that 
they don't have to do anything for me except for say the simple words of thank you or I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. What do you think about Mike just said they hate themselves. There is no self-love or no self-respect. Well, I think that's that's true. They don't know what their own self-worth is. And if you don't know what your own self-worth is, you better work on that before you even try to get up, get up in everybody else's business. And that's what one of their traits are, is they want to get in other people's business. Mm-hmm. Be uh, you, you say it all the time, misery loves company. It does. And when, when one person's miserable, let's say there's six people in the room. And if one person is extremely miserable, they want those other five people to be as miserable as them. Oh, you're oh, you're and if they and if they see that you're happy about something, they're gonna pull everything out from under the rug Mm. to make it where your happiness should not be happiness. Mm -hmm. That it's an unfounded happiness. They're not gonna be happy for you. And they're going to let it does like, let's say you got a promotion. Well, do you really think you deserved it? I mean, come on. Isn't there somebody there, but that's better than you are. Or, you know, wow. What an example right there. Cause that is what people say. I mean, it's like, it's, I mean, it's just something simple like that. I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, I've heard, I've heard of people that, Oh my God, I just found out I was pregnant. Not me, of course. I'm just, this is a story, uh, you know, that they just found out they're pregnant and then their miserable friend is going to be like, well, why would you want a kid at your age? Mm. Why would you want to bring a kid in this world? What is wrong with you? You're only, you, you're only thinking of yourself. That's, I mean, that's how negative and those people are, the, are. That's, those are the ones that try to insert themselves in your friendships in your relationships. Well, yeah, I those mean, are, that's the number one trait of those kind of people. You got that. You got that one. And everybody knows one. Don't, don't say you don't. Cause everybody has that one negative Nancy. That's maybe not one of your best friends or something, but you got one or no one that's in your life one way or another. Mm-hmm. Everybody has one. Mm-hmm. And they're just, they're going to nitpick on, on your happiness. Just to make it where you're not. And it makes you second guess yourself. And you should never be put in a situation where you second guess yourself. That's a big problem that comes out of these people is second guessing. Yeah. And that and that continues and continues and continues as long as you have them around. Yeah. You know, to bring up a club analogy, if you have one of them in your club, your club's never going to be happy. No. Your club's going to break down because they it's like an infection. I, I, it's either a disease or an infection. It's like a virus. Miser- it's like a virus. It's, people. it's like a virus. It's one of those things you can't get rid of with medication. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually funny today. <laughs> Do they got a pill for these miserable people? They got it for everybody else. You got a, a elbow pain, give them SSI, SSDI, whatever the hell it give is. Give them some Xanax. Or yeah, give hurts. them some Xanax or something. Well, somebody needs to be giving these miserable people some Xanax so they can calm down and slow their roll. Really? God. Do you think life is just beat them? What do you mean? Where li- Can they use the excuse that life is too hard? 
Well, they always I don't do. think they can. They always do. They have a. That's all they have is excuses. Mm-hmm. Hey, my life sucks right now. Uh, let's talk about so and so's life, so I can look stupid. Or does that give them a getaway from their miserable lives? Well, it gives them an escape. It, it gives them when they talk about somebody else's life. It gives them an escape from theirs. You know, mm. for those brief what five ten minutes, because they're all up in somebody else's business. Then they carry it forward to. And sometimes they go too far. Well, they always do. But it's uh, it's people's fault to let that happen. Like Mike Ball would say, hey, get rid of them. I won't even deal with them. Yeah. If it's friends, if it's families, you don't need them around you. Right. Get rid of them. And heck, even if it's one of those ones that you just call an acquaintance, which you don't have, basically have them. It's not a friend. It's not a family member, but it's an acquaintance. Mm -hmm. You don't need it. You don't need the negative Nancy's. You don't need the negative Nancy stuff. Mm -mm. So that trait, you got to really look. And a trait like that, you can actually see in a person right when you meet them. Mm -hmm. When you go up to somebody, if they, if you just meeting somebody. And they start complaining, stay away from them. That's my advice. And you know I'm right about that. If you go into a bar and you're sitting there, somebody comes up, starts talking to you, you know, you got a conversation going, you know, an hour later, they start complaining out of the blue. You got to you got to move on them. You got to get rid of them. Because there's, that's the way they are as a person. If they can just meet somebody and bitch and moan, you don't need that in your life. Don't need it at all. What's one more? Because we got this as a series tomorrow. Uh, the second one is that highly measurable people lead a dull, boring, and unadventurous, unadventurous life. They ensure to have a mundane existence with no fun, no possibility, or excitement, and all they do is complain about it. That's it. It's like, I got nothing to do today. I'm so bored. Well, let me find something to do. They look for the trouble. It's like... We live in a world right now where it is actually, if you look at it, pretty exciting. All the technology that's out there, all the different type of entertainment that's out there. Yeah, it has its faults, but how the hell with all this stuff going around you that you can't get into enjoying life is beyond me. It really is. Uh, Bacos, uh, what's frustrating is miserable people at work who you are forced to deal with daily. Oh my God! Everybody has to deal with that. Oh yeah, I I got a couple of them that I deal with. Mm. It's not fun, and you're forced to deal with that kind of stuff. Yeah. But how to how do you deal with a mer uh, miserable co coworker? Me personally, I kind of just like I I, I either <laughs> me I'm kind of lucky because <laughs> I really don't have to work with the person. Mm -hmm. any anymore i right. used to but you know huh. 
I'm a closer. She's not. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but there are, you know, that's an interesting question. That we- I mean, one of the things you can work, one of the things you can do. I mean, if you got to work with one, you know, work around that person, avoid the person. Like as far as go, like if you're not have to be right next to them all the time, go find something else to do at your job where you're not near them. Mm-hmm. Just avoid the conflict. Avoid it all together. Yeah, because I mean, you got to work with this person, so it's best to, I guess, nod, smile, and walk away. Mm. because why would you want to anything that they have to say? Why would you want to voice your opinion? Cause it's just going to make everything worse. Yeah. It kind of makes you want to stay away. Yeah. And so not even engage them. It's basically you should, shouldn't engage them to begin with then. Right. Well, part two is going to be on this subject tomorrow. This was part one. Appreciate Danny coming on the show and getting the conversation going. Uh, part two, a habits of uh, highly miserable people will be coming tomorrow. Uh, you guys have a good one out there. Rock on. Got a lot to say. Can't hold it in this time. Got no filter. I got-